Welcome to a non-90s anime filler episode of Love and Justice. This week, Kelby and I are discussing my favorite manga side story, Casablanca Memory, which happens between Acts 5 and 6 of the Dark Kingdom story arc, focuses on Rey and her not-so-great relationship with her dad and her dad's assistant, and gives Zoysite the chance to be the big bad she to know in charge for one more act than he actually was. And if we assume that this really does happen between Acts 5 and 6, then technically this is when Zoysite was introduced. We also discussed Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Episode 8, Ray and Her Father, which is far from the same story, but is the closest we ever got to seeing this manga act on the screen. Thanks again to everyone who stuck with us through all of our October shenanigans. Uh, we went a little off the rails there, but we had fun, and we hope you did too. And a reminder to everyone in the greater LA area, we have not one, but two panels at Pacific Media Expo, aka PMX, in Pasadena this weekend on Sunday, November 13th. You'll hear Kelby give more specific details about that at the end of the episode because I won't actually be there. Wah, wah. For once, I'm traveling for non-convention purposes, but I will be very sad to miss all of those of you who attend. today i had to watch a lot of not animated shows oh weird. uh it is it's a really weird thing i i am super into westworld though i have no, to I say westworld. Westworld, is westworld is freaking awesome really great. but like when i was sitting down and they're like well, what are what are like your uh what uh, tv shows you're watching <laughs> and i'm like uh yuri on ice mostly mostly cartoons <laughs> yeah steven universe yeah steven universe is coming back november 17th yeah, yeah. So i need excited. to catch up i think i'm a few i think i'm like two did behind. you see the know your fusion with sardonyx Yes. Okay, then you are caught up. Oh, great. That's as much okay, as there great. is. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Nope, but it comes back November 17th with an episode called Gem Harvest. So <gasps> I'm sure that's going to be, you know, Scary. just a fun, uh, loving rainbow time for the whole sure. family. Not going to cry nah, at all no. watching that no, one. No, definitely not. Did you see not. the Yuri on Ice English episodes? I have not. So, well, I saw that they, yeah, that they've started them. They started, the first one was uh, uh, on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I watched, I watched the first one. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. I don't know. Here's the thing. I, my hope for that dub was mm-hmm. super lofty. There was no way what I thought would have been cool was going to happen. Right, right. Well, and I mean, you know, this is, the, I, I mean, like, zero uh, offense. No, the actors, the actors that they cast are super talented people. I just wanted something ridiculous. You know, like, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted for Yuri and Victor to actually right, speak Russian right. to each other. Sure, sure. I yeah, I mean that that would have been like a fun right thing for them to potentially do. But it's too much to ask, you know, popular American voice actors to just speak Russian. Well, and and the thing is is like there's a lot I mean, it's it's Funimation dubbing it and it is a number of people who we see in a lot of Funimation dubs, sure. but there's also a number of people in it that like aren't as seasoned which is not necessarily a bad thing like it's good to get mm-hmm. new talent in it this but at the same time i feel like for something like yuri on ice they should have done what they did with attack on titan i just don't i, I don't think yuri has had or when they went into it being yeah. like yeah we're gonna do a broadcast dub of this like i think yuri actually would have been better if they didn't do a broadcast dub if yeah, they'd if like they had just waited for the if, show yeah if they'd finish. waited for the show to finish and then you know dipped into the greater talent pool mm-hmm. um because you know 
with Attack on Titan, they used a lot of L.A.-based voice actors. I mean, you know, a, several of the main characters are L.A.-based. I mean, you know, Bryce Pappenbrook is Aaron, and he's based in L.A. Yeah. Matt Mercer is Captain Levi. Levi. He's in L.A. Uh, Lauren Landa is Annie. She's in L.A. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I feel like they should have they, yeah. they well, waited and used everyone possible. But what's funny is that, like, all of the boys that have been cast mm-hmm. are Attack on Titan people. Mm-hmm. Which... Is, Again, it's like they they're using a lot of of sort of the the main people the sort yeah. of go tos for Funimation and some the of the BBC actors of Funimation. Sure, the BBC actors of Funimation, exactly. <laughs> but I just I think that it would have been a good idea to like sort of do a co thing with Funimation and Bang Zoom and mm-hmm. use the LA. I mean, talent I really pool. Uh, I mean, Josh Grell is great. I think Josh Grell is a super talented voice. Yeah, actor. And, and Josh is Armin in, uh, in, in Attack, Attack on Titan, Titan, and he's quite good. But I really wanted Max. I Middleman. know. I think Max would have been amazing. <laughs> I feel like I feel like <laughs> the English voice for Yuri is just a little too uh, confident. Yeah, I don't know, but I guess it's really hard to capture that sort of like shyness. Uh, yeah, that, I in don't Japanese, know because you know I don't know. Yeah, uh, I I certainly don't know either. But uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, but the biggest thing I wanted was for people to like speak, speak Russian, Russian to which, each other, right? And, and like that's yeah, not and that, gonna happen. Right, right, right. Yeah, that. That would have been pretty cool to see, I have to admit. And they only had to speak it to, you know, just just to each other. Yorio and Victor speaking Russian. Right. Or their coach, you know. Sure, sure. They could have, like, hired a dialect coach. It's, like, not a big deal. But, uh, it would have been too much. I mean, the turnaround time on those, uh, on those broadcast dubs is, it's short. It's short. So they, you know, they don't have a whole lot of time. I mean, Um, my Hero Academia turnaround, I think, is two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then again, it's like I feel like My Hero Academia, they used more of the, like, really powerhouse. Uh, yeah, those are some really talented voices. Uh, Funimation Big people. Names. And, I, I again, I think it's just one of those things where they didn't know how, like, culturally significant yeah. Yuri on Ice was going to be and how much it was going to, like, really resonate with anime fans you know i think it's one of those things where if they i mean even the animation studio that did attack on titan didn't think attack on titan was going to do well oh yeah that's why it's taking so long to get a freaking season two is because they're like no one's gonna like this (laughs) oh whoops oh oh, just kidding here guys have common area of the iron fortress in the meantime (laughs) which is fantastic (laughs) and you should all watch it uh Uh, it's on amazon but you're on ice is taking over my life yeah oh my god it's so (laughs) so good it is so oh my god i mean i like sport i like sports stories already yeah and then like sports animes i just couldn't quite get into though same same like, i love sports movies but right. i just don't really dig on sports animes right. but this one i feel like this could have been a sports movie oh yeah 100 percent uh and it's super emotional it's it not is. just like senpais on senpais the way that free is no it's not i mean it almost feels like you know in a way with with a dash of that sort of free uh you know Lots of cute boys in the right. cast, and lots of lots uh, of cute boys barely wearing exactly, anything. and yeah. lots of you know uh, homoerotic moments. Thank God, um, I know, jeez. <laughs> but like at the core of it, like it almost feels like a Miyazaki kind of sports story, or yeah. um, uh, a Mamoru Hosoda who did Boy and the Beast yeah, and yeah. Girl Left Through Time and it's Summer super Wars. Sincere. Yeah, it is. It's really sincere, and it's about like. 
a community coming together. And on top of that, it's like I literally watch the skating competitions in the show as if I were watching an actual skating oh, competition. Sam. Oh, <laughs> Sam and I like hold so hands stressful. and like hold our breath when he jumps. And we're yeah. just like, oh, no, he's going to get docked points yeah. for that. <laughs> but like I've turned on so many people to the show. Like my friend Mark Donica, who I do a bunch of stuff with at After Buzz, who I did like the Jessica Jones after mm-hmm. show with. And I mean, Mark likes Mark loves anime. Um, and, and, you know, he's uh, part of the panel for the Ruby after show. But like I, I didn't know but it's so funny because like he loves Yuri on Ice he loves it he loves that and he loves Kiss Him Not Me which I was like what (laughs) this is amazing (laughs) I still need to watch that one yeah they just announced the broadcast dub for that too and that one's really all unknown so yeah yeah I know but I love that show anyway (laughs) but that's not uh so we're talking about no 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 but everyone should know everyone should everyone should know about Yuri on Ice and um and Yuri on Ice does a really nice job of uh handling sort of complex emotions and you know maybe uncomfortable sort of actual homosexual situations Mm -hmm. you know there's a there's a whole thing about how like Yuri felt that like this girl was invading his space and like what he feels towards Victor he can't explain so he's just like classifying it as being love Mm -hmm. and and uh, and it's nice because, you know, a lot of the time in anime and it's like we should all be so lucky as to live in this world. Uh, but they really normalize uh, homosexuality. Yeah. And it's like people nobody thinks it's weird or gross. Like, for example, even even in Sailor Moon, yeah. uh, which is amazing. And again, it's like uh, we this is the world that should be. But it's like when they find out that like Uranus and Neptune are both women and they are a couple, they're like, OK. And then they all ship it. Yeah, there's like nothing. Well, and then they even added, you know, the homosexual relationship between Zoisite and mm-hmm. Kunzite. Yeah, and that's not in the manga. No, 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 no. And, and again, that's not, a, and that's not ever a thing that is addressed. And it's very common in shoujo anime and manga for there to be homosexual relationships, and for no one to, to say about anything it. about it. And that's yeah. and that's great. And that's how the world should be. But I like that Yuri is dealing with like. It's it's kind of weird to like maybe not like girls because I'm yeah. a boy and to like maybe be in love with another guy. Well, and also he's dealing with it as an adult. Yeah, you don't really get to hear a whole lot of like adult coming out stories in yeah, media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting take on it. It is, it is. But uh, it, but you know, regardless, uh, again, it would be wonderful if we all lived in uh, this this sort of idealized uh, <laughs> world that is uh, in in many ways presented in in not only Sailor Moon but in a lot of. Uh, Anime and manga, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, But the uh, manga act that we're discussing today, we'll also discuss a little bit of an episode uh, of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon as well, deals with some really complex emotions. Oh, yeah. And has like some great character development in it, not only for Rei, but also for Makoto and like some bonding between them that we sort of see translated into the episode of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Um. So we're talking about one of the manga special acts. Uh, It is called Casablanca Memory or Memories. I've seen it translated both ways. The way plural is handled in Japan is Mm -hmm. confusing. Uh, I mean, there are multiple memories Mm -hmm. in the art. That's true. That's true. Uh, So so either one uh, really can be correct. Um, But uh, but yeah, and I, I mean, and ultimately, like what I like about this uh and also about the um pretty guardian sailor moon act though it's not quite as like heartfelt the the pretty guardians uh, the pretty guardian sailor moon uh episode eight uh called ray and her father is the 
only sort of on anything on screen that we've seen that's even close to yeah. this because like in in uh you know uh, in Sailor Moon Crystal as much as it's mentioned in the manga they're like yeah Ray's dad is a politician she doesn't really see him she lives with her grandpa at the shrine mm-hmm. um but he's never really a force that we deal with in Crystal or within the main story of the manga this is a side story right and in Pretty Guardian, Sailor Moon, he comes up uh, not only in this episode, but in a later episode where uh, Ami and Ray sort of bond over their absentee parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I can't recall uh, if you ever actually see Ray's father in Pretty Guardian or if he's just like referenced quite a lot. I think come to think of it, I think he is in the in the later episode with um her and uh, and Ami and Ami talking about like her mom constantly being away even though she's a doctor, in, which makes literally right. no sense. Well, she's in Europe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because she's a in, Europe doctor. She's in German town. Yeah, German town, yep. Germany. Yep, totally doing uh, doctor stuff. Yes, but uh, but Casablanca memory um, really focuses on uh, Ray's relationship with her father, not only her father but also her father's assistant, uh, Mister Kaido. Yes. Um, and uh, kind of looks like Jedi. Well, and who at one point straight up like legit is Jedi in the in the manga? Yeah, when the when she goes to uh, save Makoto from the See, and I didn't interpret rain tree. It, I didn't interpret it that way. I felt like she was having a flash. Yeah, yeah, she was to the moon. She kingdom. was. Yeah, that's hundred percent what and it was. Superimposing. Yeah, it. that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, that's what you mean to her. Oh, okay. Yeah, to her vision, he was Jedi. Okay. Um, but like. Not actually Jedi. No, 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 no. He okay. was not actually Jedi. Okay, no, good. Jedi's dead at this point. I was afraid point. that I was having a stroke yeah. and I completely missed a panel. No, no, no. I was no. like, what the fuck? No. Um, but, uh, but the thing is, is for me, uh, that that's kind of um, frustrating is that this, unlike most of the other special acts where it's kind of like they, they're they sort of your monster of the week. They're kind of like your filler episode of 90s right. anime Sailor Moon. Like the Rini photo. Oh, sorry. Oh, God. I had a Chibiusa's picture diary. Sorry, Chibiusa's picture diary. Yeah, the Chibiusa's picture diary stuff, the Ray and Minako's girls' school battle, Mm -hmm. um, Ami's first love, like any of those. It's like, and even with um, uh, with picture diary, it's like that takes place in a different time in the manga but it was super easy for them to just translate that story to another time in uh in the anime series when they animated it and it was the same thing with um Ami's first love where it's like in the manga version it took place earlier on Chibiusa wasn't there and then for the purposes of animating it for the anime series uh as a short that played before the Super S movie Mm -hmm. um they just added her into it and it was not really a big deal because as I say it is very much that sort of Monster yeah. of the Week model. Um, it's whenever. It's whenever, yeah. They're they're just fun little uh, side stories. But this one isn't. I, it's a great side story. Right. It's, it's specific. It's very specific. And it also fits into a very specific place in the timeline. It's right, right after Sailor Jupiter has joined the team. When Zoisite is the main Shitano. Mm-hmm. And before we're introduced to Sailor V. Yeah. And that's where they put this story essentially in pretty guardian sailor moon yeah yeah because sailor v is not part of the team yet right i mean it's we've pretty guardian sailor moon she's really never part of the team right, but yeah, right. yeah yeah and i mean yeah. we've seen her do her sure thing, sure yeah yeah she hasn't been like hey i'm part of this uh, yeah yeah and there's up. and there's like a number of sort of parallels and carryovers between the two i mean obviously you know you have Ray playing the piano and Zoisite, that's his jam in, right. uh, in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. But, get a piano in there somehow. But in it, I mean, you know, Zoisite's kind of, 
there's this whole thing with the like rain tree music box, um, yeah. which is actually a, a Dark Kingdom device that that Zoisite well, sure, has. Any sort of hot commodity sure, item sure. that goes on sale is obviously an evil plot in yeah, this universe. Absolutely. Uh, so Furbies, yeah, Furbies, an evil oh, plot. Damn. Beanie Babies, evil plot. Shoot. Yeah. I'm surprised I Cabbage Patch uh, Kids. I'm still alive. I was I was right, a sucker I had for all, all of, of these that shit. Things. Yeah, Cabbage Patch Kids were the original evil plot. Yeah. But uh but I but anyway, so like basically uh uh he's got this plot that he's using to basically like drain people's energy like through their melancholy. And so it's like the the rain tree music box like makes you remember things mm-hmm. from your past. Now the design of this box, yes, because it's hard to tell the way it's drawn. Is it actually shooting water? Is it like a little mini? That's fountain? what I. That's how I interpreted that's it. I, I interpreted it as a fountain in the general shape of a weeping willow. Yeah, <laughs> or like a, a tiny bonsai. I don't, I don't know. know. It was hard to tell because it looked like a Christmas tree slash jello sure, sure. mold. Yeah, yeah, Christmas tree. Yeah, that's true. Yep. But then I was like, well, maybe it's got water coming out of it. Yeah, it's a very strange it's, uh, design. I'm not sure. It's pretty, whatever it's super it is. Pretty, yeah, like yeah. I, I imagine it being uh, very attractive. Now, and if it, only they had animated it in Sailor Moon Crystal, right. we would have really we'd have a much clearer vision of it. Uh, uh, and it plays as time goes by from Casablanca. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and it basically like makes you remember your just stuff from your past and right. it just makes people get all like wistful and sad and like that, Casablanca. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Uh there's that funny scene uh with Usagi's mom where she's like, it's raining outside and she's like, huh, I know I'm a mom now, but like man, I had some lovers back in my day. Back in the day <laughs> I had it going on. Oh, mama, you could go. hot stuff. Uh, yes. But uh, the thing that I thought was interesting uh, about the music box plot is that later in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, is Zoisite actually did have a music box plot, mm-hmm. wherein he gave Sailor Venus a music box to play to make Usagi forget oh, yeah, everything about, right. about the Silver Millennium. Mm-hmm. Love affair. Yep, yep. That's yep. right. Yep. So I I like that that was uh, sort of a little bit of a uh, carryover. Nod. Yeah. Yeah. Nod. Uh, now, admittedly, this was written uh, a, a while after they'd wrapped up the uh, Dark Kingdom story arc. They were already working on the anime series at the time, and sort of the way that this uh, story came about actually was that. Uh, Naoko Takeuchi was out with the girls mm-hmm. who were the, the voice, voice actors. actors. Yeah. And um and uh Michie Tomizawa, who was the seiyu for Ray, uh her favorite flowers were actually Casablanca oh, no, lilies. Uh yeah, they were like at a restaurant and they had them in the restaurant and uh and Naoko Takeuchi was like, Oh, those flowers are so pretty. And she's like, Oh, and Michi uh Michie Tomizawa was like, Oh, those are Casablanca lilies. Let me tell you all about them. <laughs> and so she kind of just like adopted that as something for Ray. Uh, and and then you know this this story was born, mm-hmm. um, which it it's so interesting because it deals with Ray's relationship with her dad. I I kind of liked in 
in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon how like Ray was getting a phone call from her like dad's people whoever works for oh, her. Oh yeah. Because her dad's a politician. Right. Um, so her dad's personal assistant <clears throat> called her. Yeah. 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 Who and there's no like Kaido story in Ray and her father. Yeah. No. 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 Um, which, he actually has like a female assistant. Yeah. He does. He does. Uh, who is one of the only people who works for them that does not physically get their ass kicked by Makoto. That's true. <laughs> she does get pinned up against the wall. She does. Yeah. And then kicked out of the hotel yes, room. That's true. But yeah, she doesn't like get beat up. Yeah. She doesn't like flip her onto the floor or anything like she does with the security guards. <laughs> right. Um, but I I liked when she like got the phone call. Number one, uh, I don't know why for in all the time we've been talking about Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon that I never thought about this. Like the fact that just everyone has the cell phone number of their magical girl cell phones. Well, sure, well the SIM cards were super easy to swap <laughs> over into those, those uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, this was way before the day of smartphones. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Into those, in uh, into the uh, lips, uh, lip gloss cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're all good. Power on up, all your contacts mm. and pictures transfer over. It's Boom. super easy. Um, yeah, but I, I did like uh, that she like got so mad and was like, I don't want his love. Yeah. And then had a dramatic closing of the flip phone. You don't have any dramatic hang-ups anymore. I know. With touch you really don't. Yeah, it really is. It's kind of it is kind of unfortunate, yeah. but but it's interesting because like in some ways, like Ray has the same anger and attitude towards her dad, and there is the very specific story of like you know when her mom died. But, yeah, he didn't come. He home. didn't come to the hospital. Right. Um, which they then tried to translate into the 2015 J-drama, which did not work. Uh, Nope. What J-drama? What? The 2015 J drama of uh, um, of Death Note. They tried to. They used that oh, same sort of story light. with Light with his mom, and so like he had all this anger towards his dad. It was weird. It was really weird. Yeah, guys. that's. Uh, yeah, the 2015 Death Note J drama is weird. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. I mean, watch if you start watching it, you'll instead. keep watching it because it's such a train wreck. You just have to see where it goes. Uh, yeah, but but like in Pretty Guardian, she like so adamantly didn't want to see her dad and then ultimately it becomes this like escape plot with her and yeah, Makoto. because they kidnap her. Well, yeah, she does get taken her against dad. her will to go see her father. That's, that's so weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're like pulling up in this fancy car and they're like, you have to come see your dad. Mm-hmm. She's like, no. And they're like, get in the car. But... One thing that I did like uh, about sort of the interpretation of the story in um, in Pretty Guardian was that, you know, they're like, is that Ray's dad? So in the manga, Ray's dad takes her out for dinner once a year for her birthday, her birthday. basically. Yeah. But in Pretty Guardian, he takes her out once, once a, a month. month and he has to stick to that. And it's not... And, and Ray calls it out. She's like, he doesn't care about me. He cares about how he looks in the polls. Right, and if he's really, got a bad relationship with his family, like that looks shitty. They're not going to vote for him. Yeah. Right. Oh, if man. They vote. Do they vote? How does it work in Japan? I don't really, un- I don't know what the Japanese political system is exactly is it like. like parli- but is it like parliament? Maybe. Probably more like that. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I. I will fully admit that is a big gap. I mean, I in don't know my, anything uh, about UK politics either. Yeah, yeah, I just know yeah. that there's parliament. Yes, that, yeah. that's definitely a big gap in my uh, Japan knowledge. Right there is how yeah. Japanese politics work. Uh, so if anybody wants to write us a long, detailed email, uh, I will read could, it at some point. If you could do it in the style of like Schoolhouse Rock, where they taught us yeah. how government works. 
exactly. That would be more beneficial. Much more beneficial. Because I'll actually retain that information. Mm-hmm. 100%. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, but but I did like that they like called that out. You know, that that yeah. sort of idea of keeping up appearances. Whereas like in in the manga, you get the sense that it's like he does it just because like that's part of his routine. Mm-hmm. And he's just like... I don't know. Like he always takes her to like really fancy places and sends her a white dress and mm-hmm. the big bouquet of Casablanca lilies, which I imagine are incredibly expensive. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so it's like it's such an interesting th- like look at Ray's relationship with her dad. Like even even though in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon he doesn't appear at all. Right. And he's only like sort of in the manga act. But it's like I, I mean, and that's that's one of the things that I've always enjoyed about uh Sailor Moon is is it is like it does present young people as having complicated relationships with the adults in their lives. Yeah, well, in most media, like a lot of media mm. It, with family dynamics, mm-hmm. it's really interesting because you always end up having some sort of redemption plot, or you end up having some sort of like kids having to be the bigger person right, when right, it comes right. to the relationship with absentee parents or parents who aren't very good at being parents. And sometimes it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Sometimes your parents suck and you don't talk to them. Yeah. And so it in both incarnations of this story, w- we pretty much end that way. Yeah. Of, like he sucks. Mm-hmm. And he continues to suck. Totally. And um, we can acknowledge that he's, you know, the father figure, but that doesn't mean that we have to like him. No, not at all. Absolutely not. And I and uh, and I really liked that, you know, in... So basically, in the Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon episode, it's all centered around uh, this mascot contest that's happening. <laughs> Which the mascot for this thing looks like... Applejack and Rainbow Dash had a baby. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yep, that's 100% what, so I'm uh, what she looks like. If the creator of the new uh, My Little Pony likes Pretty oh, Guardian. Oh, yeah, totally. Because like, that, that mascot is a blue uh, pega- pony, basically. Yep. It's a blue mm-hmm. Pegasus, like the exact same kind of blue uh-huh. that Rainbow Dash is. Yep, totally. With a red cowboy hat mm-hmm. and a blonde mane. I'm. I'm yeah, just saying. I'm seeing it. I'm totally seeing it. And some of the sketches it. in the show mm-hmm. look like that mm-hmm. style that they used for the new cartoon. I'm just, I'm just putting it up. There. Yeah. I, I listen. Uh, I uh, 100% support that uh, My theory. theory. Mm-hmm, totally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it is all centered around this thing where basically like Usagi wants to enter this contest where you have to like dress up as Minako's mascot. <laughs> And if you win and, like, you are the cutest and you acted out the best, then you get, like, a signed CD from Minako or something, (laughs) which is so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I thought it was going to be some sort of contest where it's, like, you get to go to one of the concerts. Uh, No, no, it was pretty minor. Promote the thing. No, 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 no. No. You get a stuffed animal as a trophy. Yes. And you, (laughs) you get a signed CD. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Just those uh, things. That's it. Uh, and she didn't even show up to the contest at the end of the episode. I know. She ended I, up, like, I will say coming. I did enjoy all of the homemade uh, costumes. Oh, yes. Those were amazing. Uh, also, that those weird horse masks that are like popular. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't realize they went all the way back to then, but somebody was wearing one. 
in the line. Yep. So creepy. So creepy. Yeah, and that would have been like 2003, 2004. They've always been there. You just didn't know. (gasps) I feel like that's something they've sold at Spencer's since the beginning of Spencer's. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does Spencer still exist? Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah. I sure. it was just I just remember it like being the thing at the mall where it was like oh that store is like a little weird and dirty right. and <laughs> a little raunchy yeah. oh man look at all the penis shaped items that <laughs> you can buy for bachelorette parties right but then also like there's a really sick Darth Vader mask right. like. hey look at all this stuff with marijuana leaves yeah, on it yeah. but also is that a Pikachu backpack uh-huh. yeah. and what about that lava lamp <laughs> like 100% uh, actually I think maybe Colin got his lava lamp from Sharper Image that that store does not exist anymore no, and doesn't. that store was fantastic they were the first ones to have like sick ass lightsabers and they were really expensive. Oh, like yeah. these were not toys for kids. These they were, were collectibles. Like, they were like Sky Mall. Yeah. In store oh, yeah. T- they, yeah. That's exactly what it was. And I'm sh- I have a feeling these lightsabers were probably not licensed. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, but but, it, you know, as I was saying, sort of the difference between how things go down in Pretty Guardian versus in Casablanca Memory. It's like Ray does she sort of like it's like she doesn't have the same sort of resistance to seeing her father like she's makes it very clear that like she doesn't she doesn't like like him Mm -hmm. but she still goes she still goes no one has to forcibly put her in a car right and and then by the time that we see her actually in the present in Casablanca memory like part of the reason that she's going is because the previous year her father didn't show up at all and she got to spend all her time with with Mr. Kaido and then she kind of like developed feelings for him right honestly based on a mutual respect yeah because they were kindred spirits Mm -hmm. quote unquote well because you know she was talking with Kaido about like her father being a politician and how you know she would never want to like she kind of realized because her father was so terrible to her mother and like you know her mom was a a weak-hearted woman according to her uh and uh and her dad never really paid attention to her mom and eventually her mom just kind of like died of sadness (laughs) i guess i i i like to interpret it as she had like an actual heart condition right Uh, yeah that would be less Shakespearean. Yes, but it certainly wasn't. Uh, matters were exacerbated by the fact that her father was not really Around. present. Right. Um, and uh, you know, because you you certainly like get the impression, at least based on Ray's sort of resolve to never fall in love, that her mother was very much in love with her father. Mm-hmm. And and Ray even says later, she's like, I worry. That if I fell in love, I would just pour myself into another person and stop being me. Yeah. Which is like, cool. And that fucking happens. Yeah, that's a real, that's a real thing. Um, but yeah, so and uh and you know, so she has this conversation with Kaido and she's like, you know, I, I saw how that went down, so I'm never gonna get married, I'm not gonna fall yeah. in love. You can only rely on yourself in this world. Right. And she's like, You're just going to follow in my dad's footsteps. Right. And at the time, he's like, No, because I would never want to make Make my children sad. as sad as you are yeah. and I you know I'm not gonna get married I'm you not know. gonna have kids yeah exactly and they were and she's like cool man so we're both like <laughs> self-reliant and and lonely yeah sweet hell yeah Great. yeah <laughs> she's like I'm into that <laughs> um yeah. yeah but in Pretty Guardian uh 
it, there is no assistant. No, no. And, and as I say, it is all kind of like centered around Usagi wants to do this competition, but it's like the same day that a test is happening for her. Right. And she's like, but I, I need to study. Right, right. But I want to do the competition. And so she basically like tries to make her friends like do all of her assignments right. for her. And Nagato's like, great, we can split the pages up. Right. Da, 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 da. Right. And, and Ray being, you know, bad cop parent mm-hmm. is like, you're coddling her. Stop it. She needs right. to do stuff on her own. Right. Yeah. And it is sort of about finding that like happy medium with friendship of like how do you support your friend but not like enable them basically tell them when their behavior is not good behavior right 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 and it's like and so it's kind of like makoto and uh ray represent both extremes yeah um but uh but yeah so so she and makoto sort of have a a disagreement about it Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the episode and also this is still fresh in the series so ray's kind of decided that she doesn't really like anybody yeah no ray ray is not really fully committed to being part of this group uh at this point i'm just here because we were all reincarnated together also for those like mock cocktails yeah exactly those mocktails gotta and that's it (laughs) yeah yeah i did like too though that in this episode they uh i mean in in the manga act this is one of the few times that we do see Ray's grandfather who is not the same character that he is in the no, 90s anime. I was about to say like manga grandpa's really handsome. Yeah, he makes has a very w- distinguished he, mustache. He makes one comment one time early on in the manga which they cut out of Sailor Moon Crystal about her friends being hot. Uh-huh. But like he, other than that, you just see him like right. around, and even and even with that, it's like you could interpret that as like, oh Ray, you have very pretty friends, right. you know. He's yeah, not he's like the weird lecherous. little lecherous bald man. He's not Master Roshi. Yeah, at a Shinto yeah, you're right. That's exactly what he is. He's Master Roshi at a Shinto shrine. <laughs> but he's got a very distinguished, like full mustache. He does. He does. Gra- this yes. manga grandpa. Yes, and he, you know. Relays the tale of of Ray's sad life and her mm-hmm. relationship to her dad and. Uh, and everybody's like, okay, cool story, Grandpa. Yeah, but it's like even a sadder story. And I mean, it's it's a different kind of sad in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon where basically like you get the sense like it's not entirely that Ray's dad hasn't been there for her. So certainly that is part of it. But she also mentions that like he disowned her because she was weird because oh, yeah, she had psychic, psychic powers. powers. Yeah, she's like, he basically dropped me off at the Shinto shrine because my psychic abilities freaked him out. And they don't even mention her grandpa no 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 it seems to i mean it seems in pretty guardian sailor moon that she's literally just like living at this shrine he just left her with some priestesses and was like great bye i mean it's still it is the you know it's the hikama shrine like it's it's their like family's shrine i'm pretty sure still but yeah like he just like left her there right like for all we know she could be living with some like super distant cousin right right and probably like some squirrels you know yeah yeah, super weird. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so it, it, it was interesting to kind of see the two different, like, sort of sources for the tension in their yeah. relationship. Well, she's still mad at him because <clears throat> he didn't come when her mom died. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's that's definitely still that's part still of it. But they do it. add this extra layer in Pretty yeah, Guardian like, Sailor Moon. He doesn't like psychic powers. Yeah, yeah, that it's like you know, I'm sure that he neglected her quite a lot but it was like he just like once he uh realized that she had those abilities he just like locked her up and was like i'm gonna take her out once a month and parade her around and be like everything's great right like the parents from frozen yeah oh i know it's not good parenting no it's terrible parenting don't lock your my mom children up in a tower. my mom was so mad about that by the way my mom was <laughs> like ah, why because my mom is a very good parent uh she's a very reasonable human being 
Uh, and she is very accepting of people's differences and flaws. Uh, unless you smoke, then she will hate right. you with a fiery passion. I'm very sorry. Uh, she draws the line at smoking. She draws the line at smoking. Mama Kim can only accept so much. Sure. She draws the line she at does. smoking and tattoos. Yeah, she's not a fan of tattoos, uh, <laughs> though I do indeed have one. Um, she was not thrilled about that. But anyway, uh, but yeah, with Frozen, she was like, she's like, I just don't understand why the parents would ever think <laughs> that separating their daughters was the right thing to do. Right. Especially <laughs> since the fucking troll king was like, don't do that. Yeah. And then they, exactly. And then they did and it And then anyway. they did it. And they taught Elsa to be afraid of her powers and it was terrible. Uh, they should yes. have just sent her to Professor Xavier's school for gifted uh, I youth. know. Duh. She uh, would have done great there. She could have hooked up with Iceman. Mm-hmm, totally. Would have been awesome. Totally. She could have been a, a much more morally sound Emma Frost. Uh <laughs> Much better. Yeah. Yeah. Elsa had some real potential and her parents were just like, nah. Nah, bro. Yeah. Much as I, I feel like, you know, with, with Ray, it's like, you know, we see her. Um, I mean, certainly in all versions of Sailor Moon, the 90s anime being the least so of these examples. But, you know, we see that she is like insecure about her powers and she's always felt a little ostracized for them and doesn't really have friends right. uh, in the in Casablanca memory, like in her flashback to when she went out. And it was just she and Kaido at dinner, and she was basically, he's like, I just wanted to, like, throw a nice party for you and your friends. Because basically, like, he sees her suffering and being sad, and right. he knows that and her dad is, like, she was a little, little. girl. Yeah. yeah, and he he knows that her dad is, like, a piece of shit. Right. Um, uh, and so, yeah, he was like, I just wanted to, like, have make it a nice birthday for you and your friends. And she's like, I don't have any friends. I don't have any need for them. <laughs> and he's like... Oh. oh, cool, cool. All, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's really intense for a 15-year-old. It's very intense. I, uh, well, she's like 13, 13, 13 yeah. or 14 That's at that point. very intense for a 13-year-old. Yes, it's uh, extremely intense, but uh, but yeah. Uh, Ray, the, she, she's such a goth girl. She is. She's such a goth girl. I mean, maybe not as much as Hotaru, but like... Oh, no, Hotaru uh, is like the quintessential goth girl. Yeah, she's like the poster child for uh, Hot Topic circa 1999, Yeah, uh, which was like right before they started getting all the like nerdy Pop, properties. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, uh, uh, and again, it's like you do see her being insecure about her powers in all versions and not really having friends. But I feel like it's the most prominent in Pretty Guardian. And I also like, because you feel like in Crystal and in the manga, like Ray is like, she's real happy to have friends. Like she's really happy when she finds out. Yeah. It's like, oh, you guys also have powers. This is so great. I've always felt alone. I want to be part of this family. Right. But in Pretty Guardian, she's like, don't think just because we're the same, right. we're instantly going to be friends. Well, and she says that to, doesn't she just say that to Ami? Yeah, she says it to Ami and yeah. Usagi as soon as they're, as soon as Usagi's like, yay, you're also a, a Sailor Guardian. You're part of our team. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> Not part of your team. I operate alone. Holmes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, but I mean this this is a good bonding episode for her in Pretty Guardian mm -hmm. with Makoto, who she starts off the episode like having a disagreement with, with yeah. and basically being like because part of the thing with with Usagi is it's like no it's like we're her teammates we're her friends we're gonna bond together we're gonna figure out a way to help her and Ray is like I work alone I don't care about this like do what you want right. Usagi needs to learn to be independent yeah exactly um, but then by the end of the episode it's like she and Makoto have had like this great sort of bonding experience and I and I it's one of those things that I just like love so much about Pretty Guardian is that 
you're putting Ray and Makoto in this situation of, you know, Ray has a family still. Her dad is still alive, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have really any sort of relationship with him whatsoever. I mean, certainly she doesn't have like a bonded, familial, like loving right. relationship with her dad. Makoto's parents are dead. Yeah. Uh, she has no relationship whatsoever with her parents due to the fact that they are deceased. Do we know how old she was? She was a bit little, pretty she was little. Like little? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um and like Mamaru little? Uh yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I want to say in Pretty Guardian, they make that pretty clear. Like I, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, in the first episode with Sailor Jupiter, there are actual flashbacks to her being like a kid okay. when it happened. Though I could be confusing them with Mamaru flashbacks, but I'm I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that um yeah, she was supposed to be pretty little. Uh, But anyway, so she like, uh, so here's somebody, Makoto, who you would think that the thing that they would want more than anything else in the world, and I do believe it's true about her, is to have that family relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, like... And you and it, it could have so easily had Makoto be like, no, Ray, right. you know, you got to appreciate your dad. He's typical, alive. Yeah. The typical path of these kinds of tropes in media is that's usually where it goes. Like, mm-hmm. you should be so fortunate to have a family. Yeah. It's like I you got to it's like you can't choose your family, but you right. got to learn to love them and appreciate them. Right. And blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Sometimes that's bullshit. Yeah. Sometimes your family's awful and you uh-huh. build your own. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, that that is something that we see across the board in Sailor Moon. I mean, especially once you get to the Sailor Moon S storyline, to the Deathbusters arc with um, Hotaru, particularly in the manga and in Crystal, where, like, Professor Tomoe, like, yeah, he was extra evil because he was, like, possessed by Pharaoh 90. But he was also a But he was not dad. a good person. Not a good dad. No. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Which is why it's so weird in the 90s when they try to redeem him mm-hmm, and she's mm-hmm. like oh we used to have fun together no yeah no you didn't no no not at all and i and i like that you know sailor moon does very much represent the idea constantly of the found family i mean most literally of course with the outer senshi uh you know ultimately kind of adopting uh hotaru and just running off to the mountains sure. to raise her yeah. uh but uh, but even even with the you know with the inner guardians who most of the girls don't really have relationships yeah, the with only, their families the only real person with a family unit is usagi yeah and minako too but you don't see her family in right. the in the manga you do in codename sailor v mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it's similar to Usagi's situation where it's like, you know, she's got family members who she generally gets along with and blah, blah, blah. And they're, uh, you know, critical of her in the way Usagi's parents are critical of her, which is like a normal way for parents to be critical of their children. Right. And, but like Ray's, you know, Ray doesn't talk to her dad. She right. She with her grandpa. Mom right. goes an orphan. Right. And Ami's mom is gone all the time. Right. Where's and her dad? Her dad is the vagabond artist, remember? Oh, yeah. 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 He's a painter and he just like Ooh. leaves. He, he just like left her like dads in Sailor Moon are fucking terrible. It's basically Kenji. unless they're Ke- Kenji Papa, who's amazing. <laughs> and that's the only one. Yeah, he really is the only good dad in all of Sailor Moon. Well, oh, and uh, King Maru. Endymion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Mamaru in general. Yeah. yeah. Mamaru's yeah. a good dad. He is a good dad. Uh in the manga and in Crystal anyway. He seems yeah. like he gets better as as time goes on in the nineties anime, but yeah. like also well, he's a good I feel like in the nineties he's a good dad except for the time that he mm. like did not pick right when he like sees chibi in an alleyway and is like hey girl hope you're having a good day like what 
it. Oh, did that adult person turn into the alley where my young child is? I'm not going to go check that out. Mm-mm. But for the most part, he's a pretty good yeah, dad. Yeah, that's true. No, he, yeah, in, in his relationship boyfriend. with Chibi, he was like, he saw, I, I literally wonder how Chibiusa got born in, in, the, <laughs> in 90s, the 90s yeah. anime. I have no idea. Did you see some uh, Cameron posted that thing on our Facebook? Oh, yeah. That's shot of like. Mamaru being like, "Kid, you just talk like a oh, normal yeah. girl." Oh yeah, and she's like, "No, and she goes, I cannot. No, I cannot." And I'm like, "Don't date him." Yeah, no, Don't he's the date worst. That guy. Yeah. He's the worst. Yeah, uh, but he is not the worst in uh, the manga and in Sailor Moon Crystal or in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. True. I mean, he starts. He's off kind of a kind jerk of in Pretty Guardian Sailor but, like, Moon, but he always starts nicer. off being kind of mean. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I but I do like that Pretty Guardian, like, because this is the thing is like in I'm going on a tangent right now, but I just have to in the 90s anime. Yeah, that was their way of like giving him more character. Right. And what I felt they did really well in Pretty Guardian is portraying Mamoru as just being kind of oblivious, you know, like yeah. just sort of being a typical dude, so right. to speak. Who, like, really does grow and get better as time goes on. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he is so, like, you really believe that he believes in Usagi. You know, mm-hmm. like, the whole thing where they, like, try to keep them separated. And Mamaru's like, I came back because I believe in you and I believe in our ability to to not repeat the past. Like, we can have a happy future. Right. And, and yeah. then they also, in Pretty Guardian, they, like allow him to be unlikable sometimes yeah whereas in the 90s i feel like he's unlikable because they tried to present him as like all around cool guy mama yeah yeah whereas like everyone in in pretty guardian makes like some really morally questionable decisions occasionally and then also they the girls call him out for yeah oh 100 in pretty guardian whereas everybody's just like Oh, oh, that Mamoru. <laughs> He's so right. Usagi is dumb. He's like, so what? handsome. I'm going on a date with him, yeah. even though my friend obviously likes him. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But Ugh. in Pretty Guardian, they're like, you're a dick. Yeah. And then he even gets punched in the face. He does. So he deserved it, too. Totally so, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and I loved that, like, the conclusion of the whole thing with Hina was her being like, dude, yeah. no, goodbye. Yeah. Well, she, she, you know, she Martha's that shit. Yeah. She Martha Jones. Yeah, you gotta you gotta own up, uh, take control of your own life, yeah. and not lose yourself because uh, you're just because the with dude. You, yeah, just because the dude you like is being an idiot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I did like uh, in both in both versions. I liked you know the bonding between uh, Makoto and Ray. Um, you know, in it, we discussed a little in Pretty Guardian that like it basically boiled down to like Makoto's ability to like. And this is something that I I, I think uh, a lot of us, uh, a lot of people can honestly work on in their own personal lives. It's like Makoto's ability in regards to Ray here to go, I am not her mm-hmm. and be like, I understand that like I don't understand what she's feeling. And if this is what she's saying she's feeling and even though it's her dad and man, I would love it if my dad were still alive, no matter what the yeah. what the circumstances, she's able to go, you know what? I'm gonna support Ray in what she right. wants. This is your thing. Yeah. And then also sort of the the bonding between um, Makoto and Ray in Casablanca Memory, where they like go to the uh um cafe and and Ray, you know, brings up to Makoto, like, hey, you've uh uh have you had an unrequited love before? You've had an unrequited yeah, love before, haven't yeah. you? Because, I mean, at this point, we're supposed to have just met Makoto, and that was a big portion of her intro story was, you know, she was 
in love with this uh, senpai. senpai of hers and they were buddies and they walked to school together all the time and then he was like oh I got this other girlfriend bye right um and I god and her her thing about like I thought he would choose me because, because we, were, we closer. were closer oh god that stings and I just know exactly how she yeah, feels yeah that was pretty sad but also I, I think it's important to note that she goes I thought he did choose me because mm-hmm. we were closer but he didn't and then that's the end of it she's not like that stupid boyfriend no, stealing no, not like, at all. she never once mentions the other girl not tries at all. to blame it on her which is super good for super girls media super good for girls media yeah they always try to make the rivalry yeah no it's so true and i and i liked you know that when ray found out that kaito was engaged like part of her reasoning it it was partially like yes she fancied herself as being in love with him even though you know she really is just kind of infatuated with him Uh, and again and again it comes from a good place of mutual respect like Mm -hmm. i understand why she has the feelings for kaito that she does um but like the other part of her sort of disappointment isn't it's that he's with anyone at all. It, yeah, you know? because she never really pictures herself with anybody. And Mm-mm. she thought there was finally someone who was like that, too. Yeah. It made her situation not strange. Absolutely. And this is a girl who's used to being strange. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And so for once, it was like, oh, maybe I'm normal. Yeah, like, oh, there's somebody else that feels the same way that right. I do, that, like, they're not interested in being in love or mm-hmm. getting married. And, and then, then all of a sudden, it's like, yo, Tote's getting married. Right, and on top of that, it's because her dad told him right. that he should get he married like to this girl. girl. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep, he was just like, oh, your dad said I should. And she's like, you are going to be a politician. You're just going to be my dad all over again. Right. <sighs> yeah yeah and then and hence you know when she goes to when they have the like rain tree yeah. music box situation and she goes to um makoto's uh and makoto is like really oh, like yeah. lost in her thoughts and ray like <laughs> What's really funny is that that translation of the manga when she walks in mm. makoto's like oh my unrequited <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't even say his name. I know. She doesn't even say senpai. She just goes, uh, "Oh my unrequited Please come on. Love. We all we all know exactly what it is. It's Freddy. It's Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh Freddy. Oh Freddy. Uh, yeah, no, it was. It, it's so true. Um, but you know, she she breaks her music box and like gets her out of it, and mm-hmm. then she kind of succumbs to the the music box melody right. herself. Um, and has like visions of herself confronting Kaido about mm-hmm. her her feelings and why why she's mad about why he's done what he's done. And then I I think it's kind of the music box that makes her go. Though though I mean I do also feel like it is a a deep seated feeling that like a lot of us have when we are confronted with unrequited love or and we see you know on top of that like someone disappointing us in Mm -hmm. some way it's kind of like when you know a a guy who you a guy or or a girl or or whatever gender you are whatever gender you're into a person whom you have romantic feelings for or you fancy yourself as Mm -hmm. having romantic feelings for it's kind of like when they end up dating somebody or marrying somebody who you don't like oh yeah you know when you're like I'm just so disappointed in you like it's like you could deal like of course you would still be upset but it's like I could deal with you know someone I care for you know dating somebody or or marrying somebody who I thought was cool thought was cool you know and it's like I or that they were doing it 
for the right reasons and they were really happy. Yeah, yeah, because he's definitely not. He's definitely not. And I'm sure the lady that he's marrying is cool. But the reasons he's marrying her is like totally not cool because he didn't even like her. No, no, no. And then you also, yeah, it, 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 it's it's two things. It's like you want your the person you care for to find a partner who is good for them. Yeah. But you also want to make sure that the person you like is making good decisions. And, sure, sure. And then when they don't, you're just like, I thought so much better of you. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. what it is. It's it's sort of a disappointment thing. But I liked that she also, like, brought up because, – because that's the thing is that, like, there is that little part of you. Like, even when you are in – even when a relationship doesn't work out – um, and you know, you find out that the person who you had feelings for or whatever is now seeing somebody else, whatever. It's like, there is that part of you that just wants someone to say like, they're an idiot. Of course they should choose you. Right. Um, even if like really they're not, like, this is the thing is like Kaido clearly really not a great person. No. Also she's 13 well, and, he, well, yes. and he's like what? 20? Yeah. 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 In some, his 20s for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That was not going to go down. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. I, I believe this is supposed to be Ray's like 15th birthday. Right. So still not okay. Yeah. But like she does have that moment where she says to him like, well, at least marry me and make me happy. Yeah. Because, like, we all feel that way, even though, like, she doesn't really mean that. Right. But, like, it, it is that little, like, selfish part of us that's, like, I want me to get everything that I want that I think is going to make me happy, even though, of course, Kaido was never going to make her happy. Because no. he's her dad. Yeah, exactly. He's exactly, pretty much her dad. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, like, it's so interesting because, like, I feel like before the Senshi Shitano thing essentially became canon mm -hmm. in uh, Sailor Moon Crystal, right. Ray and Jedi were one of the pairings that had the most sort of, like, stuff sprinkled into the manga. Yeah. Um, Minako and Kunzite were absolutely the number one, uh, but but there was some, like, Ray Jedi stuff as well, mm -hmm. um, which we 100% see in, in this act of the manga. Yeah, because when the music box starts to take over mm -hmm. her memories, again, yes. oh, well, it's done being the music box. Now it's, like, the weird demon lady living inside yeah, the music box. I'm sorry, box. do you mean Zoisite in drag? Because that's that Oh, yeah, Zoisite drag. drag. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, I didn't even... <laughs> I didn't even realize. Yep. Well, he really likes being in drag. He does, and he loves playing the piano oh <laughs> i feel like they took this one manga act and they're like remember that one time zoisai played piano let's just run with that Make for that pretty guardian Sailor Moon. that's his deal I know. oh shit My i didn't God. even I... now that makes it even funnier because yeah. i did not realize. oh yeah it's always saying drag oh wow yep i that's <laughs> that's just well nefri was in drag in that uh in the princess d episode that's true when he was the lady assistant that's very yep true. yep God. They just really like being in drag, those fancy Shitano they boys. They do. Well, I mean, they don't get their fancy capes from Pretty right. Guardians, so they got to do something to feel fancy. Something. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like the so Zoisite in drag mm -hmm. is playing the piano and is like trying to bewitch her, and she yeah is going through all those memories, and then like Kaido's face kind of overlaps with Jedi's mm -hmm, face. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, hey, yeah, look at that thing. Suggesting look at it. that she indeed did have a relationship with Jedi back in, in their old back lives. Back in their old lives, yeah. or that at least she was in love with him. Yeah. Um, you know, regardless of whether or not they were actually together together. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> I would have loved. I just don't understand why they didn't just straight up put this in in uh, Sailor Moon Crystal. We had room. 
as I say, it fits perfectly into the timeline. Uh, it's very specific where it happens. And, you know, especially since they decided to go that route of making that sort yeah. of idea that Naoko Takeuchi had floating around canon, um, which I have no doubt she uh, was very involved in. Um, they could have done more. They could have done, yeah. And that, that, I mean, that's been my biggest thing with Crystal altogether is it's like as much, you know, I can't, I, I can't complain too much since it is a page to screen. Right. Uh, adaptation of the thing I love, which but is we, the Sailor Moon manga, but it's like we have the opportunity to go one further. Yeah, right? and we mm-hmm, don't always do mm-hmm. that. And that, and this would be so easy. This is yeah. This already exists. You don't even have to create a new story. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it would have been. And and that was the thing. Was it's like you know they kept the thing with like Jedi semi recognizing Ray. They added stuff for uh, Makoto and Nephrite when yeah. they first confronted one another. And that was awesome. Oh my god, it was amazing. I got chills just like talking right. about I it. Cri- I cried every time yeah. when I watched that yep. episode. Uh, and so it's like, and this would have happened right after mm-hmm. they just they could have just done something with it and, and they didn't. I mean, ultimately like I would have liked the Shitano to just be a boy band. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and for Ami um, and Zoysite Zoysite. to go on a little date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That would have been, been amazing. Um, but but yeah, no, they didn't. They unfortunately did not. No. Um, yeah. But what I do like a lot about the ending of uh, Casablanca Memory is that it brings up a really, really important lesson which is... It's kind of like there's a lot of people when it comes to Rey in the manga that they don't try to argue that she is straight. They don't try to argue that she is gay. They try to argue that she is asexual. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I personally don't believe that to be the case. Uh, I, I absolutely think it's subject to interpretation. But I think that the thing with Rey is that it's just that it's not a priority, priority for her, yeah. you know? Um, and that's what the end of this manga act is. It's that it's, she kind of realizes she's like, no, it's not. It's not that I'm alone because I, you know, at, at, at the beginning and certainly in her first uh, flashback dinner with Kaido, you know, yes, 100 percent. She's like, yep, I'm a lone wolf. I don't need anybody. Right. I am good. I'm a on loner, Dottie, own. a rebel. Um but by the end of the manga, she kind of realized, because, you know, she has that moment where she really connects with Makoto. Yeah. And then at the end, it's a, no, 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 it, it, I don't need to be in love with somebody to define myself as a person. Like, my friends provide me with all of the love that I need. And that's super healthy. It really is. It really is. And, you know, because I, I think that... Too often you, and this is again something that Ray specifically addresses of like, I'm I'm afraid that if I was in love with someone, I would lose myself and I would just pour too much of me into mm-hmm. that person instead of being me. My, yeah. And that and that's absolutely something that happens in real life is, you know, people do they like just, uh, disappear in their they relationships. They do. And, and on top of that, it's like people, especially people who are sort of serial monogamists, I uh, they're it's, defined by the partner they yeah, have. Yeah, most time. most often that that is in fact the case is they they are defined by being in a relationship with a person and you know I I look at people sometimes who you know I have friends some friends who as soon as one relationship ends they're immediately dating around again and it's not because they're like having fun and like sleeping with lots of people which i 100% support uh <laughs> if that's your thing if that's your thing yep totally uh but and and i support this too if i get, i guess if it's what makes them happy but it's like they are shopping for their next partner yeah because they just can't 
be alone. And I, I think that's one of the things that's so incredible about just Sailor Moon in general. And I mean, this is something that we see echoed throughout in lots of other um, stories within the Sailor Moon um, sort of canon that like you don't need uh, you don't need to be in a relationship with somebody to like have all the kind of love that you need in your life. Right. And that, you know, Ray kind of realizes that she gets that from her friends. Yeah. And I and I think to an extent that's how it goes in in Pretty Guardian as well, where it's like she realizes that like, you know, She's right. built her own family. Yeah, can, and then, well, and, and especially family. based on the fact that like Makoto did not judge her or tell her to like suck it up and mend her relationship with her mm-hmm. dad. She's like, that was really cool of you to do that and just like support me. And she's like, yeah, that's what friends, friends do. do. <laughs> uh, and Usagi in her uh, the, basically at the mascot contest, uh, Jedi shows up and attacks them. Right. Um. And uh, she <laughs> because. Zoysite through the power of me- music. just And his beautiful oh my Lisa God. Frank com- composition well, paper. Well, yes, his composition paper that he composed the song specifically to kill the princess. But it's at this rainbow. point, he thinks that the princess is Sailor V. So, right. like, it affects her, we see, like, when he plays right. the song. And, and she's like, oh. creeping outside the window. But he, I don't think he really was. I think that was just, like, a vision of the song. Where, But, like, right. if it had gotten to her, she would have, like, ended up in his in dimension. Ballroom B. Right. In, yeah, in Ballroom okay. B uh, with the green screen roof. <laughs> I I'm sorry. You can green screen a roof in there all you want as uh, to be like stalagmites of a cave. Yeah, that is a convention no, those center walls, ballroom. I know, I know. Oh my god, and it I was so to funny too because some... clearly what happened was so Ray when she gets abducted is in a hotel room, and clearly what happened is like the production crew was like, hey. We're going to uh, rent a hotel room. Yeah. And like, we got to just film some scenes in there real quick. Yeah. But like, we don't actually have a film permit to film here. So uh, the exterior of the hotel is going to have to be that uh, convention oh, center that we have the permit for. Everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, the hallway in which the security dudes are stationed. Seriously. That's a convention center, like, oh, yeah. ballroom oh, hallway. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, oh, totally. Even the, the doors that they open to the hotel room are those like double meeting room doors. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The, all the hallway stuff was at the convention center and they just i'm telling you they literally rented a hotel room for like two hours shut all that interior yeah exactly and they're like we gotta shoot we gotta film this fast because we don't have a film permit and yeah yeah yeah. everything else is at the convention center. right the convention center that's also you know parts of the dark kingdom and and it's also where they're holding that mascot contest right right and it's also their school and like the airport They're really getting it's Mamaru's the, college. They are getting the <laughs> mileage out of that. They are. They are. <laughs> I know. It's so. Oh god. Oh my god. And what's really funny is that like, so when Jedi uh, shows up, right, at right, the costume contest, contest yeah. and all the people are passed out, and then like he's fighting Sailor Moon, and the two other girls show up. Mm-hmm. And um, they get there, and it's like, oh, how did you get here so quickly? Oh, girl, we were just in like we were in the uh, right, we were just South in the Hall, South Hall, yeah, exactly. and like it's just one sky bridge over to the West Hall. Yes, yes. Also, we cartwheeled the whole way. They really, that was hilarious. <laughs> they just come like cartwheeling in. Oh God! I mean, that's how I like to make an entrance. Sure, sure, yeah, a hundred percent. Cartwheels, oh, man. rotating stages. Yep, mm-hmm, definitely. I mean, uh, so good. I, I'm nothing if not showing. Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, but the the point is is that uh, you know Usagi gets attacked uh, along with all the other girls at the mascot contest. She mm-hmm. does 
transform into Sailor Moon and ends up, you know, they all d- save the day. But yeah. Usagi, like, passes out because she's been staying up studying all night and, like, getting together her costume for this uh, mascot <laughs> yeah. contest, which was hilarious, by the way, when uh, when uh, her brother and mom oh, were, yeah. like, sitting there talking about stuff. And her mom's like, oh, she's working so hard. I'm so proud of her. And then he's like... <laughs> Yeah, but people that like push themselves so much, like they go insane they go sometimes. Crazy. They go cray cray. And then her mom goes upstairs and she's like posing in the horse costume. Oh yeah. And her mom's like, Oh my god. Oh my god, happened. oh my god, it's happened. You don't need to study for your test, it's fine. You've snapped, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, so she like passes out and they're like, Well, she can't participate now. So then Makoto and Ray make their own costumes to try to win the contest for her yes but it's also revealed that makoto likes that mascot anyway yeah 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 yeah, before that because uh when her and ray are off on their dolly surfing adventure yes 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 throughout the convention hallways right she has like a little (laughs) charm with the little kupipi yeah that she sewed herself it's handy yeah yeah Yeah. it's really cute bond over that yeah no totally and that and that's the thing is that i think like ray learns she like appreciates like the dedication and she appreciates that like even though it's something that she doesn't personally like like she likes the she recognizes that it's important to uh, Makoto Mm -hmm. and she recognizes that it's important to Usagi so they they go participate in the contest but they do not win neither one of them wins nope no they sure don't (laughs) uh and they're like uh yeah we're not even gonna tell Usagi about this (laughs) We'll both take our, uh, you know, commemorative yep. participatory CDs yes, yes. and go home. Yep. And they tried so hard. They did. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, and ultimately it's like, you know, Ray learned something about friendship in both in of both these incarnations. tales. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it's a, a, a deeper sort of message in Casablanca memory, but in, Pretty Guardian, it is a really important step since, as previously discussed, like Ray takes a long time to adjust to right. to be friends with having to, to adjust to having friends at all, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it's really actually kind of nice to see everyone because they're all kind of loners, and it's and it's nice to see all the inners like different takes on suddenly being part of a friend group. Like mm-hmm. Ami tries to compromise herself so much. Right. And Makoto like is she, all of, yeah she, she takes to it right away but then she, she does immerses herself too far and exactly is, and, and then is coddles lo- the friends right and then is bit. like you know and then eventually like tries to like back away from it because she's like oh I don't want people to care if I die because like my life is not important I'll just be reborn right. and it, it, it's it's really interesting that's the thing that I I love the most I think about Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon and I, I know I, I speak very positively about it on this show all the time because uh, it's good yeah despite the uh, cheesy special effects and the one rotating set um, <laughs> it's fine yeah it's fine, it's fine. Uh, it makes uh, up it makes up for it in the writing it does it does it, it's extremely well written um, and uh, you know it, it's certainly dramatic but they have those great moments of comedy that keep it from being like a soap opera and right and it's just great and i and i think that really my absolute favorite thing about it is how different everybody's point of view is mm-hmm. 
it's not only the girls, uh, it's the she to know as well. Like yeah. I just, I love what they do with those characters. Everybody's super and, diverse. Yeah, I mean, and it's, if you, you look at Pretty Guardian and, you know, once you look past the silliness of it, like the story is so good and the character development is so good. And that's what makes me look at Crystal and go, oh, couldn't you have done more? So close. Yeah. It's so beautiful, especially now with the animation in season three. It's so great. Oh, no. um, but yeah, it's kind of like I mean, season three did did better. Yeah, with some of the character stuff, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, because season three, there's actually only like twelve manga acts, so they kind of overlapped them over a few episodes mm-hmm. and like let it breathe a little bit. So the pacing was a lot better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I still would have loved it if like the first 26 episodes had been just the Dark Kingdom story yeah. arc, you know, like I, I, I don't want it to go as long as they did with Pretty Guardian. I think the only reason I'm okay with Pretty Guardian being like 49 episodes is like, cause that's all we got. Right. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't get any of we the. We didn't get like five seasons. No, no. And, and they re, they reinvented so much of the story. Mm-hmm that it like needed that much time and they and they got to spend so much time also focusing on um some of the secondary characters in a really good way like Naru and uh Motoki but uh you know I, I think with with Sailor Moon Crystal ideally what I would have liked to see is uh again it's just like a slightly expanded story yeah so yeah but anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I, I love I love Casablanca Memory. Um, I I still hope that it might get animated at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah they might uh, delve into animating some of the special acts. Uh, and this would absolutely be my number one choice. It's easily my favorite of mm-hmm. the side stories. Though I do love uh, Ray Minako's Girl School Battle. <laughs> also, uh, since, you know, we're, we're still waiting on. Yeah, Super S news. I know they could just release it's a for few sure. Little... It's for sure happening. It's just a matter of like when, right? I, you know, unfortunately, I have a feeling it won't be until uh, like the same sort of time frame next year, kind yeah, of March, April probably. next year. But uh, you know, in the meantime, there's lots of there's lots of good Sailor Moon stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dub of Sailor Moon S is uh, happening happening very soon. I mean, it, it's been recorded for a while, right, but, but it's finally coming. It's finally out. got a release date. Uh, yeah, there's the going. 11? to be uh, there's gonna be a moonlight party on the 11th okay. it doesn't come out until the following week i think oh. uh, i think it comes out on the um 17th or 18th i yeah. think you're right yeah but uh but i think it's the 17th and the dvds come out the 18th maybe yeah it's something like that certainly i uh, for the moonlight party technically there shouldn't be anything on hulu uh right. but we'll say there there could very well be um you know i i know that they screened like a, I, one of the very like Haruka and Michiru centric episodes at Anime Expo. They didn't screen like the first episode. They screened right. something like partway through the series. So I think like they screened the lesbian race. Car. I think that's uh, I think that's true. I, I think believe that's what that one of our Twitter people told us. Accurate. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, the yeah. So I mean, obviously, it's like it's done it just needs to Come be out. available yeah. for us to consume so <laughs> uh so I, I think they certainly would have their gamut of options to uh, make available you know either on hulu or on business youtube or whatever they want to do with it but uh, it is coming it is happening yes uh, I'm very excited for all of the uh, people I know who are involved in it, who yes. have been waiting forever for this to happen because it was like a year and a half ago that they right. announced that they were playing these characters in the dub. 
So, yeah, finally, it's here. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm really uh, looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, any uh, final things you want to say about uh, Casablanca memory or Ray and her father? Uh, I, I loved the PTSM episode. Mm-hmm. The manga act was cute. Um, you think the manga act was cute? I thought the manga act was very sad. No, it was super sad. That's, I mean, I liked it. Uh, sorry, cute was not the word. Um, it's just, <laughs> just the whole relationship between Kaido and Ray freaked me out a little bit. Oh, see, that didn't freak me out. Because I know it's like one. I know it's a one-sided yeah. thing, but that you know, like, didn't freak the me fact out. that he was kind of her babysitter in a way when they when she was little. But did, then they did you never have like boy babysitters that you were in love with? No. Oh, see, I did. So I mean, there was I, when I was really little, like five, because my mom was a high school teacher. Yeah. I was always at the high school, and there was one boy that she taught that I was just like, he's my boyfriend. But of course, <laughs> I know I didn't know what that yeah. meant. Yeah, I, I think that for me, it, it took me a really, really, really long time uh, in terms of my romantic relationships and I I you know even at 30 I don't feel I've completely outgrown this to overcome that hero worship phase of uh of the people who you um look to romantically attach yourself to yeah like I I feel like I just create idealized versions of people much like Ray does and I I think that's why this manga act just resonates with me so much yeah no I Um, I totally get I get the father daughter stuff mm -hmm. uh that that resonated with me yeah um yeah it's a good it's an important part of the character development yes yeah i think everybody should read it yeah no absolutely yeah you should 100 percent read this even if you're not gonna delve into all of pretty guardian sailor moon which i don't know why you wouldn't it's amazing uh but if you have not read casablanca memory oh my god go do it immediately just do it it's it's just it's really really good and and we need more stuff like this in Sailor Moon Crystal where characters really get like moments to mm-hmm. to really get some nice character development um, as we as I say certainly see in this manga act so anyway uh, so that'll conclude uh, this episode of Love and Justice a serious and by serious we mean comedy podcast loosely based on Sailor Moon podcast yeah uh, Kelby uh, what's going on with you where can people keep up with what you're doing what's um, happening yeah. well uh you can find me on the Twitter at Real Feminerdity. You can find me on Instagram and Tumblr, Feminerdity, one word. Uh, the internet stuff and film stuff that I've talked about working <laughs> on is finally coming Slowly out. Slowly but surely coming to fruition. So I'm Yay. in the Masquerada promo. Uh, the last two episodes of Ghost and Stuff Incorporated. Mm-hmm, uh, which is Amanda Miller's Amanda, web series. Yeah, it, you should totally watch it. It's yes. on YouTube. Yes, and uh, both uh, Christine Cabanos, who is the voice of Sailor Saturn, yes. and... Uh, Erica Mendez. Erica Mendez are in this episode playing sorority girls. Both and episodes. Yes, in both episodes. And uh, Sadie Fox makes an appearance as well, who is yeah, the she, voice of Chibi Exactly. So it's it's relevant. It yeah, all comes totally relevant. Yeah. Uh, but I, I make a brief cameo in one of those, and I worked on the makeup for both. Mm-hmm. So totally watch that yeah. subscribe to that youtube channel totally it's a really funny it's a show. really really funny show yeah and then uh, sam's gonna come out I in know. the next episode yeah, sam, uh, sam is playing a character in the next one <laughs> uh get excited because it's real good uh <laughs> also kelby did makeup uh 
for the Library Bard's latest music video oh, yeah. entitled Pokeball, which is a uh, spoof of the Miley Cyrus song Wrecking, Wrecking Ball. Ball. So too is the music video, uh, which I am featured in yes. uh, as a Pokemon trainer. And I just did make up for it, yes. but it's all good. Yeah, but uh, you should totally check that out because it's really fun. And you've it's heard fun. Bonnie and Xander on this podcast before, and Xander multiple times. Uh, yes, uh, and I am Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet at my name, Emma Fife, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E. Uh, I'm also on Instagram there uh, and on Facebook as well, though I don't really update my Facebook fan page, but I'm starting to get more likes on it, so I'm starting to think I should pay more attention to it. Maybe. I just, I don't like Facebook in that much in life. Uh, <laughs> like, it's so much easier for me to tweet. I'm like, I, oh, I just have to contain my life in 140 characters? Got it. Maybe there. I compartmentalize too much. Um, but uh, you can see me uh, on a bunch of shows at AfterBuzzTV.com, currently doing uh, Star Wars Rebels, Bob's Burgers, and Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, I also recently made an appearance on uh, The Schmoes Knows, which is technically a movie review show, but we really just talked about whatever we felt like, and it was super fun uh, over on uh, Schmoes Know and Collider Video. Uh, and I was also on uh, the most recent edition of TV Talk, uh, also at Collider, talking about uh, Westworld and the uh, pilot episode of The Crown, which is a new Netflix series. Uh, oh, yeah, about Elizabeth II. It is, it is, with uh, Claire Foy and uh, Matt, Smith. Matt Smith as uh, Prince Philip. And he plays a very, very different character than the Doctor, and he is great. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, uh, do be sure to check that out. And, and, and if any of you guys are here because you saw me on, those things thank you i'm overwhelmed by how unbelievably amazing the collider fan bases you guys like are so cool uh also uh you can find us this podcast uh on twitter at lnjpod that's letter l is in love letter n is in nancy letter j justice pod first part of podcast uh again that's on twitter you can also find us on facebook love and justice a serious quote unquote sailor moon podcast uh and you can see us in person if yeah. you come to the pacific media yeah Expo. you won't see me in person uh i will be on a, a little vacation slash birthday trip for a friend of mine who's yeah. having a time right now but me uh, lola and frequent collaborator sam mcclellan will be there doing two panels and that is uh on the 13th that is a sunday pmx pacific media expo out in pasadena nice do you know like room numbers or anything i don't know the room numbers so far the times that we're locked into like the the Po the panels are like right after the other. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm pretty sure they're just going to leave us in one room. Hey, man, so just run it. Essentially, it's like a two-hour panel, Yeah, if you think yeah. about it. We had a we had like a Star Wars double feature at LA Comic-Con. Like we did our Star Wars Rebels panel, and then Force Center had their panel immediately after us, and like they're all my friends, and I've done that show before. So it was just, it was great. Yeah, so it, if you want a double dose of magical yeah. girl goodness, and you're at PMX, you should find us. Yeah, exactly. And also, you can email us at loveandjusticepod at gmail.com uh, if you want to send us more in-depth things we got a very nice email uh from steven zeck uh who's very uh active on our our twitter always yes. uh recommending uh, some great series to us we've gotten a lot of, of good series uh recommendations we felt that since in october we uh talked about a lot of stuff that was not sailor moon and <laughs> not per se magical girl right. uh just the one well uh, two yeah, because the Death Note musical, that was definitely out of left field. But listen, guys, uh, I feel we though, converted a lot of people. And we also talk about it on this show all the time. Right. It's not left field for yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, for someone who's into a Sailor Moon podcast, okay, that's yeah. fine. But, but you anyway. know what? If you've been here for a while. You were expecting it. That's yeah. that's very, very true. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we wanted to, to uh, focus on a, uh, a Sailor Moon uh, related 
topic. Uh, as you know from listening to this episode, Lola was not here. Uh, she is rehearsing for her play in Long Beach right now when they're in crunch time. So her, her schedule is a, a little bit uh, challenging Easy. at the moment. But uh, it's all good. We'll figure out a time to record with her. We'll be back next week. I don't know what we're going to be talking about yet, but we're going to figure we it out. Some ideas. It's going to be great. Uh, again, I think for a few more weeks, we want to keep Sailor Moon topics, but uh, we'll probably discuss uh, some fall anime in oh. there, especially like Magical Girl Raising Project, uh, yeah. which uh, is certainly relevant to the Magical Girl genre. So uh, until then, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thank you uh, for those of you who listen every single week, and uh, we will talk at you again very, very soon. And in the meantime, stay, stay magical. magical. Well, it's kind of sad it's without Lola without here Lola. to uh, screw it up. I miss it. Um,